Hey, and welcome to CoCast. I'm Martin from Multiply, and with me is my coworker and co-founder, Rasmus. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I haven't had a coffee for like almost a week now, which is, uh, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I should not have coffee. I'm hyper enough as, as it is, so I feel very calm, uh, relatively. Um, how are you doing? I'm great. I just have had coffee, so I feel really calm as well. <laughs> yeah, different constitution, right? Yes, probably. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Uh, our dear listeners, we're going to keep talking about AI in this episode uh, because it's so top of mind for us, so uh, hugely, enormously interesting right now with everything uh, in the tech space or a lot of things being focused on AI. Uh, Rasmus, uh, uh, what is bubbling for you in the AI space currently? So I think the, the most kind of top of mind thing that, but I, I'm not even sure if it's top of mind, it's kind of more like uh, sh mind shifting. It's kind of like making me reconsider and like try to rethink a lot of things. Um, is this next wave of AI that is sort of being teased by some companies now, OpenAI's GPT-4, uh, ADEPT's ACT, uh, which is like action, uh, action transformers or something they call it, um, which some people call agentic AI in the sense that you actually have agency in, in the, the AI, which can go and do stuff for you. Uh, so one example is, I think it was Adept that, that showed it, that they asked ask, um, their ACT model, can you go find a house in Houston for me that's suitable for a family of four, no more than $600,000? And it figures out how to do that. It just goes on to, um, you know, I think it maybe starts with Google or something, and then it finds Redfin, and then it goes in and uses the Redfin a web, web app to uh, search for it. And maybe it even in, in that process figured out what a good size house is for a family of four. Uh, and I think that's, that's really next level because what they're trying to do in, in uh, at least what Adept is trying to do is teach AI to use software. Uh, and if it can use software, it, it can <laughs> pretty much do anything that we can do in front of a computer. So that's been been kind of a mind shift, and I'm not I'm not you know done in my thinking there what it means, but I'm I'm happy to explore it. Does anything come up for you, or like have you read anything about that or thought about it? Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the venues where a lot of thing is is going to move around over the next year or two because, as I see it, the the web is basically a text interface to all of humanity or all of society, everything that is going on has this uh, presence online. Uh, either we post about our lives or we uh, make our company's homepages as accessible. You can contact anyone, you can order any service online. So we have this text interface to society. And what's going on primarily in AI now, which is a huge shift, is to allow 
machines to have language, to have access to natural language and understand semantics of, of written and spoken language. So with the web being a text interface, just as you say, we can see over, over the next few um, generations of AI, the emergence of machines that have, have agency that can be an assistant to the web. And uh, I think um, like a benevolent way of looking at this is to, to uh, this is a, this is part of making computers ubiquitous that over time we will not have this need of a screen in front of us or text interface. We can just have a discussion with, with the things around us and, and they will make happen what we what we ask them for it and then in a more sinister scenario we can see that like this can also be used for for controlling uh, human behavior ordering people around in patterns that are calculated by an artificial intelligence and um, and I don't think the AI will set their own goals and work in ways to take over the world, but humans certainly are already. So this will definitely be used to, to scale up people's influence over the world. Yeah, it's kind of like the ultimate bot, right? If you just look at the bot problem of, say, social media, just to take like a very narrow example, it's like the ultimate bot. If you have one of these models, and you can tell it to do things and it can do it at scale, you know, because it can, I mean, that's also pretty interesting with the API economy that has been emerging over the past, like, I don't know, five, 10 years, um, that there are a whole, you know, companies just built around providing something via an API, which of course these new AI models are as well. They're provided via API to other uh, builders. But, you know, giving, and that's something that I read about as well, that you give these new models access to use APIs. And if they can do that at scale, then, you know, there's, mm. there's, you can instruct it to, hey, post a million, I mean, if theoretically, right? I guess Twitter would, would stop that, right? But, you know, create the 100,000 accounts and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, write uh, in 100,000 different uh personalities it would impersonate like a hundred thousand different people uh, to write uh, you know positively or negatively about a topic or spread misinformation about it um, but I mean that's that's kind of the negative part of it I also think like what I'm very excited about is you literally have uh, like the, the like you can instruct an end goal and it figures out the things to do to get there um, and if if I have my then own assistant that gets to know me and that like if you just take it very simply today, the tools I use, the tools at my disposal, then it can in theory do anything that I, I want it to. And it can even figure out the best ways to do it. Um, whether it's, you know, I mean any, any kind of workflow in inside a company, right? It can figure out the best way uh, to achieve the desired outcome given the tools at its disposal. Um, and try different ways of doing it and and sort of remove all all of that work from me where I'm not needed. So um, it just really takes it to another level, I think, in terms of like, I don't have to instruct it. Like right now I can tell, um, um, you know, I don't know, stable diffusion, uh, create an image 
from the, these these words, right? But that's like a that's like a very simple instruction. Whereas and it just does one thing. But when I can instruct it to achieve a goal and find the best way to achieve it and use multiple tools and take multiple steps to do so. Um, yeah, I don't think my mind has really gotten around to what that would actually mean. But of course, the obvious thing is that it can do a lot of things for me and for us as a, as a society. So what are uh, the tools that you would love to see replaced or, or enhanced with AI that you use currently? I mean, I think I've seen examples of just the, the kind of uh, uh, scheduling and and uh, calendar stuff. I mean, Calendly was a big step forward in terms of that you can simplify that process. But I think uh, tools going forward, I you know, we we can literally have our AIs discuss it for us, right? As if we would have you know assistance, mm. and these AIs will know us, and it will go very quickly. So all that back and forth communication. Um, I think any type of reports, in my case, like investor reporting, I think will be very quickly automated as long as I have uh, the AI has access to the data uh, needed for to do the do the report. Um, I think research, you know, I think you know Google provides search so that I can do research, but I think AI will be able to do research for me. Like I'll ask it like very specific things and it can go out and find the information and collect it and, and deduce the answer for it for uh, like from that data set. Um, yeah, those are like top of mind for me uh, at the moment. Um, and I think also like just in, in terms of personalized suggestions, you know, based on say all my notes and tasks and all the kind of uh, data I have in my life and work uh, to sort of use that and present it to me when it's relevant to what I'm doing currently, which is something that these new language models are, are very well suited to do. Mm, yeah, those top mind for me. How about you? I think the major things are like are tedious for me are things connected to physical stuff like uh, doing laundry and, and uh, filling the dishwasher and so on. So those are the maybe the since everything is digital now it will be it will take some time before those are automated um, mm. but as you say like um a report what is that it's summarizing a um, lot of information with a specific um with a specific reader or person in mind when you write the summary and mm. and you know the way they want to read things and do they want quantified results or, or, or metrics or do they want qualitative uh, reporting of uh, what is going on inside a company or a project. And I think that's where um, AI can shine as well in the in near future that an AI with access to all the information in a company can summarize for every person every morning or every hour what, what do I need to know about mm. what happened since mm. yesterday or since mm. since this morning, what is going on right now, and the report generated could be personalized to a single person at a single moment, and then and then be ephemeral, so it's thrown away. Doesn't have you don't have to store it because you can get a new summary over any kind of time period. Mm. And like just that question, what do I need to know right now? 
and which, which could include include stuff like the the status or or mood of my coworkers. Is there someone who seems to be uh, needing help without me noticing, or um, like to to uh, augment collaboration and like pick up on on uh, mistakes in collaboration. Like have an AI that can detect when there's a misunderstanding between two people and clear out that misunderstanding. Yeah, AI awesome. and yeah, AI and collaboration like should almost be its own episode. I just have like a I don't know um, a thought like abstracting this. It's it's like I've had this um, this perspective previously that anytime we use something like digitally, something is done for us, then we lose that ability ourselves. It's like using Google Maps actually makes makes my sense of direction like makes me lose my sense of direction because I don't have to uh, be spatially aware when I'm driving. I just follow the instruction, right? And I just noticed that this, like in my daughter early today, she got an electric train, like sorry, on for her like little train and she had like the normal train she pushes around and she's not interested in the normal train anymore. She just does like only the one that goes around. I'm not yeah. sure if that's like completely like a, a good, uh, good simile to this, but I'm like, I think Google sort of made me not like just reflect what you said. Google made me um, like not have to know these things I don't need to know in my daily lives, right? Mm -hmm. I don't need to know exactly the size of Sweden or like uh, what time that, you know, King was born, which is why I, you know, I, I don't remember that from school, maybe mm -hmm. because I'm not interested as well. But like what you're describing, like uh, on time information, would actually re even remove the need for me to know, like to remember stuff about what I'm actually doing on a daily basis either. Mm. It would literally just like be, I don't need to, like I will be presented with the information I need right now at, now at all times. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, it, I think that's like kind of the scary part of the AI future for me is like, will we just be amputating parts of our skill set until we are, you know, like, even things that that are important to us and, and makes us like like um, mm. I don't know enjoy life and live life and, and learn and grow and stuff. But I, as I see it, I don't like the things that we are amputating are it, that stuff that has been artificially um, implanted at some point by deficient technology, like us remembering phone numbers. That's uh, we had to do that just because. Um, uh, we we like there was no way of of just uh, having the name and call up mm -hmm. a name. We need a, a phone number because the phone was a deficient technology. And uh, with the same thing with roads, that the reason why we need the sense of uh, sense of uh, direction on the road, the road network is a deficiency of the of the road itself. I I I don't think that. Um, I would, I would uh, like to stay, to stay where where technology was before at a more deficient level. And if you think about Google Maps, it it can know things in real time about what is going on in other places. Take into account in route in 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 the directions they give you. Uh, what is the traffic situation on different streets in the city where you're navigating? And that will never be available to you. So you're, 
augmenting your mind rather than amputating your mind. And I, I think that the, the things that we, that we spend time on when we work are actually not the things that I want to spend time on. I, I want to just interact with other people, relate to other people. That's what I want to do and, and create, like have the sense of creation. And uh, I don't think that a lot of the stuff that we do is is actually building on top of human skills. It has a lot of work we do has forced us to simulate machines and it's not too bad to give that back to the machines to do. Yeah, no, I, I get that perspective. I think it's it's very relevant. And it's interesting kind of when you free up uh, the um, memory space for phone numbers, what, what can you instead sort of remember? And when I free up the cognitive effort of, um, you know, first f- finding my way and then with uh, autonomous uh, driving, um, from actually driving itself, I can have you know meaningful conversation with my with whoever I'm riding with, etc. So it's it is interesting, like what it will free up, definitely. Um, yeah. But anyhow, like what what's uh, is there anything else you've been excited about, like the past past week or so in AI that's happening? Well, uh, the one of the promises of GPT four, the next uh, model coming out of OpenAI is that it's not only a language model, but that it's a more of a mixed mode uh, model that it's uh, mixing text and images or or in some other way uh, performs a mixed reality uh, generation rather than only text and just thinking about that it's is mind-boggling to me with the opportunities that that open up from that tell me what 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 comes to mind like in terms of opportunities well the, the first uh, um, opportunities entertainment to have personalized entertainment my kids are role playing and I, I did the same uh, like uh, when I was a kid playing Dungeons and Dragons and to have to move that uh, uh, role playing into VR like a um, real time generated generated VR world where either the, the the AI or one of the players is the mm. is, is the game master and directs what's going on and what's going to happen for the other players but all of all of the players are in an immersive generated uh unlimited uh, surrounding where you can there, there's not it's not a, like a game game engine limited to a specific theme like uh fantasy or or space but you, you can actually uh, jump between dimensions or introduce whatever theme you want into the game in, into the game world as, as you can with generative AI you can go from um, any any theme or text to another in in an instant and uh, that's that's one of the promises I think with super personalized entertainment and uh, and then just uh, um, having having a lot of of uh, work being being automated in ways that we actually cannot foresee from where we are right now that uh, mm-hmm. that whatever i do it's uh, it can be augmented with ai i could i mm-hmm. could autocomplete 
a video of myself rather than just a text that I've written. Yeah, it's interesting. So two things come to me when you say that. Like the first is with personalized entertainment and coming back to the to the base purpose of this co-cast, which is co-creation. Um, and also linking in my daughter, which is very top of mind of me for me. Um, so one thing like why I'm, I'm very, uh, she's just two, so I'm, why I'm very reluctant to uh, uh, give her screen time, which of course, you know, many parents feel the same way. Um, but of course, like I haven't avoided it completely, you know, in the car, et cetera, it's sometimes been, been necessary. Uh, and why I don't like it is because, you know, if I watch the way she is normally, uh, like active, creative, explorative, and then watching that is like, you know, very, almost like a little bit dead and just consuming. And I think that's just like reflecting what you said now. I think that's because if if she compares, you know, the um, like uh, the entertain like the, the quality of, of, of playing with you know a fake train or watching a video of a real train, you know, it's just so much more rich. So like the the, uh, the entertainment that is. Uh, for consumption is much sort of richer than the entertainment that is that is created. What happens when you can easily create a rich like experience, like be creative, is that you don't have that kind of the, the consumption entertainment out competing the uh, the creative entertainment anymore. Um, yeah, that's an awesome point that you can be creative at the same time as you're consuming. Uh, you can you can co-create with yeah um, in a much broader sense with the medium you're you are exploring as entertainment yeah it's like i don't have to choose between you know uh, in her case like um i mean probably not the best example but but in my own case then i don't have to choose between you know um uh telling uh, a story you know, with my words or watching a movie, I can actually tell a story that is a movie. So it's like as rich and, and therefore I can be like a much more actively participating with the, with that entertainment. And I think especially when you look at that, doing that together, right? Can you imagine being in a game, like you think role playing, but it happens visually and like in audio and everything and you're playing, but you're either both or like in some way together co-creating mm. the story um yeah i mean i can't I, I i but i think that's the kind of key takeaway for me that potentially it, it really enables people to be much more active participants mm. in in whatever they do uh, mm. because the uh, ability to create is is so much further democratized than than ever before uh, mm. because everyone can like pretty much everyone can speak and that's pretty much all you need in order to instruct these new models. And especially when they become multimodal, like you said, uh, they can, you know, I can instruct it with the words to create something that is rich and has, has uh, mm. many different uh, senses, I guess, like visually sound, etc. Then, yeah, we are due to round off soon. I, yeah, I I wanna I have one thing uh, to round off with like a more more extreme variant of how to use a multimodal uh, agent uh, 
agentic AI, uh, which is, let's say that I have a virtual co-worker, an AI-driven agent who can do things together with me and I can assign them tasks. Maybe their name would be Steve or something. Let's say that it's Steve. And uh, in order for me to not only like get work done uh, with Steve, but also grow as a person, I could uh, instruct Steve to, um, or or get help, like identifying what areas do I do I want to develop as a person. Maybe I'm uh, always late to meetings, and then Steve can help me with the personal development by also always being late to meetings and uh, mirroring my behavior. So I see myself in in them, and uh, and maybe it's not. Um, late to meetings, maybe it's something else that I'm like, I'm, I'm, my, my grammar is poor when I'm writing or something. So their mm. grammar is also poor. So I can, I can see, or I, I, I tend to fall into victimhood, blaming someone else mm. for my, my own shortcomings. And then Steve will also often fall into victimhood. And, and we, and I can have a discussion with AI, like, like this is, Maybe this is not something I want to work on right now. I want to. I want to be uh, stay in my victim complex for now. But uh, let's work on the late, being late to meeting stuff, or something like that. Like to, to weave personal development into my daily work, just by like having the AI mirror my my own deficiencies or the areas I want to develop. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I like what comes up for me is like another side of that, which is just like. I mean, now we can have avatars, right? And especially people who are very active online, can their avatar can be like a representation of, you know, sides of themselves, for example, a side of themselves. But if I think about like, we all have, you have Steve and I have whatever, uh, I don't know, Eric. And, and like our AI assistants are actually mirroring ourselves. Then that means that it actually becomes a digital representation avatar of ourselves. So, like, which means they can literally interact for our sake. Yes. So, for example, figuring out what we're going to do. You know, okay, we're going to hang out with the, we or they have decided that we're going to hang out Friday night. What should we do? And then they actually have that discussion. Yes. And we show up, but we don't know what's going to happen. They just tell us, be there. Then, oh, that's so nuts, though, because then you really <laughs> got to trust that AI. But anyhow, it's, it's something that comes, like, it, it's very interesting, like, the more it, like these get to know us, the more they can um, help us, you know, grow or figure things out, mm-hmm. but also they can help, like they can act on our behalf, which I think is like really interesting with this next agentic wave. I mean, when I get to self-driving, I will trust that it will have the agencies to drive for me, right? Mm-hmm. That will take a while before I let go of the wheel. But when I do, I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, it just does it for me. I think that may, might come to many areas of our lives that we just start trusting potentially these, yeah, these agentic models, these mm. uh, uh, representations of ourselves to do things for us. Mm. Um, and yes. then I guess we're just going to keep what we want to do, which is was your point from earlier. Mm. And and that's where also where I think we it's important that we not only replace the, the things that we are aware of that we that we are failing to do or failing to give energy 
like I, I really don't want to drive the car. It should be driving itself. But where, where does collaboration break down or where, uh, could I improve as a, as a person in the way I relate to others or, um, yeah. where can I improve, uh, um, my skills of writing and so on the, I think, uh, that's where technology can, can augment things, can know things and see patterns that are hidden mm-hmm. to humans. Yeah. And I just imagine that, I mean, now we're going to round off, but imagine just like in a small team or like that, that AI in some form is, is keeping track of, you know, everyone's feeling good and, uh, everyone's, you know, understanding the, the, the goal of the team in the same way. And it sort of just lets, lets you know, if you're, you know, if you're off track or if, you know, someone needs a, a hug or whatever. And then if you think about scaling that up, you know, you could really have, you know, large scale information about people in society. And if you can agree on the goals as society, it can re- literally help you sort of steer there and, and, and and get there uh, because using that amount of data is of course impossible for 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 a human being uh, anyhow i think that's that might might uh i'm not sure if that's a good ending do you have a good ending <laughs> i think no i think uh, when i look back on on what talked about the past half an hour it's a lot of speculation of what's gonna happen i think that speaks to our excitement and just how mind-boggling it is to to look into the future now when and it's the near future when uh, things are moving so fast into com- the completely unknown. And uh, I, I think that's a good point to end the complete unknown ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Cool. Thanks for today, Martin. Thank you, Rasmus. And thanks to our listeners. Uh, tune in uh, next episode.